Hello everyone, how are we doing? I am back for another episode on the podcast. Um, Try to think what's happened this week. Oh, I got a haircut. <laughs> As if anyone cares. But I got a haircut and I've got a curly fringe and I'm feeling very 80s. Something out of like Austin Powers or something, but I'm I'm living for it. Apart from that, I don't really have much to update you on today's podcast. I put up a story on my coaching page, Instagram. I have two topics I want to do over the next two weeks. Motivation, or lack thereof, and dealing with overeating. And I said, which one should I do first? And the most votes went to overeating. So that is what we are going into today. I did a live, um, it's not on my Instagram, um, on a PT, with a PT called Jordan, I'll put it in the notes, where we go into like a bit more of a over-restrict, overindulgence cycle, which is slightly related to this, and I think I'll do an episode by myself more specifically towards that, but I'm not talking about so much of the restriction part in this, in this one, I'm talking more about overeating, and if it's something that you struggle with regularly or once in a while, hopefully this will provide some insight and also give you some actually ac- actually actionable <laughs> tools to combat um, this situation. So I think when people originally think of dieting, and obviously this isn't aimed at people who are just dieting, this is aimed at people who want to sit at maintenance or just want to sustain or want to get out of the habit they have of overeating so it's not just aimed at people who are looking to achieve fat loss but I think when people do address going into fat loss and these things it's all a case of like right we restrict calories we intermittent fast we use my fitness pal we do all these things and yes that solves the energy balance equation that's gonna result in fat loss but it takes out of it takes away the human aspect of the barriers of dieting. It's so easy to tell anyone, this is your calories, eating it and you'll lose fat. And it's true, that is exactly what will happen if you're in a deficit. However, there's no thought there going into like, actually we're not robots and we don't eat the same shit day in and day out. And so much of our life is revolved around food both not just for fuel and to keep us alive but like socially and we get enjoyment out of food and just having a simple calorie target doesn't really take that into consideration. So before I get right cracked into this what I want to distinguish first is the difference between binge eating and overeating. So I'm not talking here about binge eating, I am not a psychiatrist, I'm not qualified to deal with people who have a diagnosed eating disorder. So if you do feel like you do fall into that category, please seek help from your GP or go to a charity like Beat um, to talk to someone there. If you're unsure, these are the key kind of characteristics between whether you are binge eating and whether you are overeating. If someone has binge eating disorder, they almost physically cannot stop eating. Like there is a complete loss of control when they enter a binge. Like gun to their head, they would struggle to be able to stop eating in that moment. 
And I think people always coincide a binge with like someone eating three tubs of ice cream in the space of half an hour. And that binge, a binge eat isn't qualified by the quantity of food that you eat. It's that feeling of that loss of control. So someone could binge eat on two biscuits. But if in that time they were eating those two biscuits and they felt like this complete loss of control, that's what makes it a binge eat. It's nothing to do with the quantity of food that you eat. If you're someone who is overeating, gun to your head, you would be able to stop. You might not want to stop, but if you really had to stop, you would be able to stop. You are you are still somewhat in control there. So hopefully that kind of distinguishing factors are clear. And if you fall into the former category of you feel like maybe you do feel that loss of control, pause this right now and go and seek help for that. Otherwise, listen on. And I think as it's really important for everyone to be clear on that because I have so many people coming to me telling me that, oh yeah, I had a binge or yeah, I binge at the weekends and things. And they're just, they're just using it more as like a slang term for they ate more than they usually would when it's actually, you know, a clinical problem that needs to be addressed. So I think just being aware of that language just really helps. So I've got three kind of different categories for overeating here because it's important to distinguish why you are overeating, first of all. The three kind of things I'm going to talk about here is emotional eating, so eating as a reaction to specific emotions. The other one I'm going to talk about is boredom eating. And the other one I'm going to talk about is overeating in neutral, social, or unique situations. So I'm going to start with the emotional eating side of things. And I think, I doubt there's anyone out there who has not turned to food in reaction to an emotion at some point in their life. And you know what, for some people it's not food, some people it's alcohol, some people it's drugs. But I'm not going to talk about that today. So, so often we will stress eat or we'll eat to kind of suppress and numb an emotion. And I think this partly comes from us not actually allowing ourselves to feel emotions and constantly resisting emotions. And rather than like let it in, we want to numb it as much as possible And food is a quick, short-term distraction that can give us, you know, a hit of dopamine, something tastes delicious, something tastes comforting, to kind of numb that. You'll know if you've done this before that the numbing effect is very, very short and can often exacerbate the emotion in the long run anyway. So like I said at the top of the podcast, if you are wanting to lose body fat, but you're someone who regularly overeats in response to stressful situations, to emotional situations, trying to hammer in on a diet probably isn't what you need right now for long-term success. The first thing you need to do if you have a fat loss goal, and this is you, is you need to find a way to regulate your emotions to help combat these spells of overeating. Because I could give you a calorie target to hit on my fitness pal and whatever, But if the moment that you feel a really heightened emotion and your go-to method of coping with that is to eat, MyFitnessPal is going to go in the bin. 
if you're you know doing intermittent fasting or something and you're not eating beyond 8 p.m but 8 p.m in the evening oh, this is gonna sound dark but you've just had like a breakup so now you're living by yourself and you feel lonely you really think you're gonna win that battle I mean you might of being like, I feel sad, I feel alone, I know this will give me comfort in this moment, but oh, it's past eight o'clock, I can't eat. It's not as simple as that. We'd like to think that we can do that, but realistically, it's just not addressing the root cause. So I've got a few different techniques here that you can use to help regulate emotions. And especially in the height of the moment when you do feel yourself reaching for the cupboard, reaching for the fridge. And the first thing I will say is if anyone's read The Chimp Paradox, it's honestly such a good book and it was such a game changer for me. And I think I spoke about this in a podcast before. I don't know. But it's basically the method behind it is like viewing your emotional side of your brain and your logic side of your brain as like two different parts. And I find that just quite useful. I'm not going to go into detail about the whole book. But anyway, so number one is get comfortable with naming your emotions. So like I spoke about before, we try to numb it. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to accept that we feel this way. And that resistance is part of the reason we're reaching for these coping mechanisms. So trying to release it out loud is literally just like name what that emotion is. So is it that you feel lonely? So say, you know, in your head you can say, oh, I'm aware that I feel lonely. But saying it out loud or writing it down, or speaking to someone, especially if you are feeling lonely, that's going to be one of the biggest factors in overcoming this. Instead of just trying to suppress and ignore, is actually allow yourself to feel and acknowledge whatever emotion it is that you are feeling. And I mentioned this, if you listen to the podcast that I did with my mum about meditation practices, one of her techniques that she does in her therapy and and I said in the podcast I find it really useful is finding that emotion acknowledging what that emotion is so say it's frustration which is something that I feel a lot in terms of my business because I have quite high standards of myself and when I don't fulfill those I get really frustrated and this kind of feeling of self-loathing and it's so negative and it's not going to get me anywhere so I'll say like okay and in those moments are the kind of moments that I would be reaching for that kind of comfort so in those moments I would say okay I have this feelings of frustration it's self-loathing I feel like I'm letting myself down I feel like a failure and these things are hard to say trust and I kind of try and feel in my body like where can I feel those feelings and I feel it in my chest like a tight feeling in my chest or maybe in like the pit of my stomach I really hone in on that area and it's painful like it's really hard I want to just stop because it's really uncomfortable and you just say hello emotion feel free to stay as long as you like or the full version I think is actually hello emotion thank you for passing through feel free to stay as long as you like I'm not taking ownership of that, by the way. (laughs) This is totally my mum's teachings. Um, But oh my God, if I say that to myself and take that moment, take a deep breath. Hello, self-loathing. Thank you for passing by. Feel free to stay as long as you like. And it takes that power away instantly because I'm not welcoming it in, but I'm not resisting it anymore. And it's like, okay, 
I was feeling that like tightness in my chest, I was feeling that knot in my stomach and it kind of like releases. And I know that won't work for everyone, but if it works for one person, I know it really works for me. So that in itself allows you to instantly not feel as caught up in the moment, um, acknowledges that emotion. And another one as well is just saying, it's okay to feel emotions, I'm a human and we feel emotions. Because I think we all secretly think we're like superhumans or we think that everyone else is dealing with things so well. And actually just having that common humanity thinking, this is a very natural and human response to this situation. I am not wrong, I am not strange. This is completely normal and this is what life entails. Sometimes we feel these things. Again, that kind of takes away that intensity there. It's because you recognize that this is just temporary. You're not gonna feel like this forever. So that's number one, get comfortable with naming your emotions. Two, and it kind of links into it, but creating a pause between that thinking about eating and actually eating. So when you do feel yourself wanting to reach for food, ask yourself, ideally out loud, why do I need to eat this? Or what will this give me in this, mo in this moment? And if your reason for why you need to eat it is because I feel frustrated, you know that having a bar of chocolate is not gonna make you feel any less frustrated if anything, you're probably gonna be more frustrated after you've eaten it because you're like, for fuck's sake, now I've gone over on my calories or actually I didn't even really enjoy that and I've just wasted a bar of chocolate on an emotional moment. That's more how I would view it. I'd be like, God damn it, I could have saved that for when I would really enjoy and appreciate it. So understand, so having that just pause to look at it in that logical sense rather than reacting emotionally is so important. And that's when I would say things like MyFitnessPal can be useful because part of the benefit of using that is the accountability it gives you when you're going to eat something, but you have to take that moment to track it first. And then maybe you'll you know look at the calories or you'll have a think about it or think about what you want for the rest of the day. And then you'll think, actually no I'm not hungry I'm just having that for the sake of having it and it's just creating that pause so whether you're doing that through tracking whether you're doing that through you know actually asking yourself self these questions having that curiosity is it a physiological thing like am I hungry another good thing to do is check in with yourself on a scale of one to ten how hungry am I if one is like I'm absolutely freaking starving and ten is I'm so full that if I ate anything else, it would be really uncomfortable. If it's a one or a two, you probably need a meal, not a snack. Um, and if it's anything on the upper half of the scale, you should say, well, I don't actually need this right now. Number three, and this is a technique that I use with a few of my clients, journaling before and after eating. And I'm not, by journaling, like I don't mean a big spiel. It could literally be a word. So before you eat, writing down how you feel and I say that could just be one single word sad depressed upset or it could be I'm really pissed off at this person at work and I'm really stressed and I've got this massive workload and I'm afraid if I don't do it I'm gonna be a failure it could be anything like that and then after you've eaten write down how you feel then it could be exactly the same or potentially if it's an episode of overeating it could be worse you're like I'm stressed and now I've eaten all the food and now I know that I'm worried about gaining weight and now I'm really stressed about my body image and everything seems to be spiraling like allow it to come out on the paper and I know that that'll instantly help with the mood but then when you aren't so caught up in the heat of the moment go back 
go back and look at your book and see like what did I write around these meals and then it's easier for you to look at it then like yeah no that that eating moment actually didn't serve me well at all in future that's something I need to learn from I need to learn that when I feel that thing or when that thing happens at work I need a different strategy and that's where this fourth point comes in having an implementation intention and this is something that I learned from my coaches on EIQ and it's about having like a plan of action in advance for when you feel certain emotions or certain scenarios um, and I may have spoken about this before but for example when you're just sat now very neutral think about all those emotions that you go through in a day and make a plan for when you feel it again in the future because it's inevitably going to happen again so when I feel x I will do y that's the basic structure of it so for example when I feel lonely I will call a family member or call a friend or when I feel lonely I will go out and walk in a I don't know a busy place just so I feel like I'm surrounded by life like maybe you don't want to talk to someone but at least that'll make you feel part of the human race <laughs> or when I feel stressed I will do a meditation when I feel anxious I will put my hand on my bare chest and take five deep breaths like having these things in the heat of the moment like you're not going to be able to think about what's good for you in that moment that's going to be tough but if you've already written this down in your notes app in your phone or in your journal or in a diary that you have this you're like oh crap I remember past Josephine told herself that if she feels like this she promised herself she was going to try and do this because eating something is not a coping strategy for emotion it's just not it's yes it will provide you with some kind of short-term comfort, but it's not gonna stop you being stressed. You're more likely to combat stress is if you do take that five minutes out to have a deep breath, have a cup of tea. Maybe write down your a list of what's your what your priorities are in that situation. Then I bet you'd be able to return to work and be like, right, no, I've got this, we can do this. So that's emotional eating. Um, my four points there, get comfortable with naming your emotions, creating a pause between thinking about eating and actually eating, three, journaling before and after eating, and four, having that implement implementation intention for emotions. Next point I want to go on about, <laughs> go on about, is boredom eating, and I'm sure we have all done this at some point in your life. And I think the typical one is going to be like when you're sat at home on the couch. And also I'm sure in lockdown, a lot of us had boredom eating as well, just being in the house more often, being closer to the fridge, going back and forth for tea breaks and just every time being like, mm, I might as well eat something while I'm here. Try, the first thing to do is like label those times and either like literally specifically, what is it you're watching on TV? Maybe there's some things you watch when you don't feel the sudden urge to eat. Like what things are you doing when you find yourself wanting to eat? Identify that first. Understand that that kind of thing, if, it, if you are finding that every single time you sit down and watch something on the TV, it is a habit and habits are tough to break, but it's doable. But I know as a, for a fact that I, in lockdown, I had such high food preoccupation because my life was so unfulfilled in other areas. 
So yes, I was still working and I was seeing clients and I had my boyfriend and I was in contact with my family and my friends. But so many of the things that brought me joy were taken away from me. And I know now on reflection, I wasn't proactive enough in creating new joy for myself and making excitement and giving myself purpose and, you know, that whole shit, everyone, that learning new skill and things. Like, yes, whatever, try to be productive. But genuinely, for your brain, it would have been, it will have been so useful. Like, you know those days when you feel like you don't even realise you're hungry because you're so invested in something. Maybe it's something really hectic at work or maybe you're having such a good time with your friends that you've like been like, oh my God, we haven't eaten like seven hours. But you're so invested in that, in the present moment that you're just not thinking about food. And that's what we need more of in our life. What are you doing that's actually engaging you I know I get, like, I know I will sit and watch Netflix and that's when I feel the need to eat something. And it's because I'm not enjoying it. If it was a program that I was really, really into and fascinated by, I wouldn't be thinking about food as much because I'd be more engaged. But if something I'm kind of half interested in, it's just like, meh. And it is completely in your power to do something that actually engages you. And I don't mean, like, now all your downtime needs to be taken up with doing sports or something. No, you could find that maybe reading is better for you than watching Netflix. Maybe drawing, painting, sewing, something that actually uses your brain a little bit more. So filling those areas where you feel like you don't have purpose, you don't have excitement with other things. So like Saturday night, I went into like, you know that like tiger shop that has all the art stuff. I went in there and bought like a wee canvas and bought like modelling clay and I wasn't doing anything serious but I was just like faffing about and it was something different than just sitting and watching Netflix and it's not what I've, my passion in life but I, wa- I want to try new things, I want to like stimulate my brain a little bit more because I just didn't have that and my food preoccupation has gone down so much since lockdown lifted and I actually started having a bit more purpose in my life, like I always feel like I've had a purpose with my business especially because it's all about helping people and and you know I want to my purpose is the women that I work with I want to support them to the best of my ability but there's more to life than work as well and as much as I love my job I needed that other leisure time as well to and I was using that to just sit on the sofa and kind of switch off but I wasn't switching off my food thoughts so yeah So be aware of that. If you are bored of eating, and this sounds so simple, make life more exciting. Make life more exciting. I don't know, like, if you have a partner, have more intimate times with them. Like, it'll benefit your relationship as well. I hope that's not crossing a line. But, you know what I mean? Inject more excitement into your life, and you are the person who is capable of doing that. Like, only you can do that. And if you think oh, I don't have the money or I don't have the resources. Just look at people in other countries who find joy in such little things. And a little bit of a tangent, but if you feel that you are struggling to find joy in the small things in life, think about what you're like comparing to on social media. I feel like I always get back to social media. But like, if you're like, oh my God, these people have such a great life because they're always on holiday, they're in Dubai, they're traveling. 
And that means that for you actually just having, you know, a moment, like just an in-depth conversation with your partner about their day or just what you want your future to be like is not joyful enough, then you need to check yourself. Next, overeating in just more like neutral situations, social situations like birthdays when you're out and about um, or, you know, unique situations. And by that, I mean like on holiday and things like that. If something tastes delicious, like you, if you are out for a meal and something tastes so good, you eat past the point of fullness, there is literally nothing wrong with that. That is a completely normal response to have to a food that's really nice. Maybe in a social situation, you're more distracted. So you're like less likely to be paying attention to your, your hunger cues. Maybe you're on holiday and there's a special cuisine there that you wanna eat because you don't get it back home and then you eat a little bit more of it. All these are completely okay. So long as you're not doing it literally all the time because yes, if you wanted to lose weight or maintain weight, that will put you into a calorie surplus. It's absolutely fine. You just need to ask yourself, say you are, say it's a Saturday night, you're out for a meal, you've had a main course, you're having a dessert and you eat half a dessert and you are really quite full and you know you could put your spoon down now and be very satisfied, but there's a voice in the back of your head that says, from Monday morning, you're going back to salads, no chocolate next week. This is the last chance that you're gonna get to have something this delicious and sweet and tasty then you need to check yourself because you're over restricting too much through the week. So if you are overeating because of a fear, a little voice in the back of your head is saying, well, if you don't eat this now, you're not gonna get it for a long time, then you need to stop over restricting through the week. And that is more a topic that I would get into depth. I want to get into more depth on, on another day and dedicate more of a podcast to that. But the only way to stop that from happening is to stop over-restricting through the week. Because trust, if you were having a dessert, but on Monday you knew that you were gonna have a dessert again, or you could have a chop you're gonna have a chocolate bar with your break at in the mid-morning, like you would not feel the need to like make yourself so uncomfortable when you're eating that. So preventing that starts in that over-restriction part, not the overeating part. So that has me run through everything I wanted to go through today. As a quick recap, identify first what it is that's causing you to overeat. Is it emotion? Is it boredom eating? Or are you just being a bit hard on yourself and the only times you really do overeat is in social situations and things like that. And if you did have a, I say quote, strict fat loss goal, you know, when you didn't want to overeat as much in social situations, that is completely within your power to say, I'm only gonna have a main course and not a dessert. So yes, you might have to make that sacrifice if that goal is important to you. For me, at some points in my life, yes, I would have done that right now. It's not what's important to me, so I wouldn't do that, but that doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't do it either. So once you've found those reasons, if it's emotional, you need to get comfortable with your emotions. You need to think of different strategies to cope with your emotions outside of food trying journaling before and after, making sure you have that pause, naming your emotions out loud are all gonna be really useful. If it's boredom eating, identify the areas when you are feeling most bored, what time in the day you're most bored and what can you do to inject fun and excitement and engagement 
into that part of your day so you feel more fulfilled and don't have to fill that lack of purpose with food, a very temporary thing. I hope that was useful. I will be back next week. Plan is next week is going to be the one on suffering from a lack of motivation, whether that's to do with nutrition, whether that's to do with getting to the gym, getting your steps in, all those kind of things and some tips to kind of overcome that. But if this was useful, please let me know. I would love to know if it's helped at all or if it is something you struggle with that perhaps you feel didn't quite get to the bottom of it, I'm more than happy to give you some guidance or some tips or some advice or point you in the right direction of someone who is more qualified to do that if you do have more of a um, serious, I guess, situation. Please just reach out. My DMs are always open on Instagram. It's at Christie underscore. Otherwise, have a lovely rest of the week, guys, and I will speak to you all soon.